Welcome to a podcast. A good podcast about board games and my wife. A very good podcast in which I persuade her. Also, let's not start by saying board games. We don't understand it yet. Is it, yeah, but it's ironic. Why is it ironic? What's the irony? I think maybe this is a good intro. <laughs> Welcome to Board Games with my wife and me, Jack, and my wife, Lottie. Hi there, this is a <laughs> that was so. That was so peppy, I wasn't ready for that. You sounded like you're like in a film. If there's like someone who introduces, like, so they've arrived at the like an animated film. They when they arrive at like a building or something, and there's someone to like introduce them. I thought that on our last episode we might get through the intro without. Let me see. Do that again. That was quite yeah. impressive. Hi there. Can I finish? Can I finish? Hi there. You did that one on purpose. Hi there. This is the. Hello! <laughs> 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 this is a Birdwood Games podcast, thankfully for you, the last one that we're doing. Birdwood Games is our publishing company with a board game coming into the wild next year. It's called Dog Park. You can currently late pledge to get a copy of Dog Park by going to dogparkgame.co.uk. Uh, and you can also follow Birdwood. We're online, we're around, we're in the crevices. Um, we are what on crevices are we in? Shush. Oh. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Birdwood Games and you can also find our website by typing into your preferred browser birdwoodgames.co.uk and we have a newsletter which you should sign up to because it's fun and there are competitions and there will be quizzes I'm going to do a Christmas quiz I've decided have you decided? Quiz. yeah I'm going to do a quiz what's, what's um, the question you're going to be? hold on oh. you can sign up to get the Christmas <laughs> quiz should you like to uh, by going to birdwoodgames.co.uk forward slash newsletter forward slash Christmas quiz no, don't do that. It'll take you nowhere. <laughs> What's in the Christmas quiz then? I'm thinking. Give a spoiler. Go I'm, on, give a give a give a, give a clue. For those that followed the dog park Kickstarter campaign, will know that we did quizzes, um, and I'm thinking maybe some dog questions, maybe some board game quiz questions, maybe some like pop culture questions from the year. Maybe some Christmas questions. Maybe some Christmas questions. Some like also like some general holiday season questions. Some, for those some, who some, don't celebrate Christmas. As yeah, well. some festive questions. Festive period questions, some cold questions for it being cold, and hot questions because it's very hot in Australia, isn't it? At Christmas, yes, that's very, so you have to be uh, very cold, very hot questions. Yeah, so it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a hoot. It's gonna be a, how many questions are gonna be? Maybe two hundred and eighty. Like, no, maybe like ten or twenty. That's that's quite. That's not very many questions given the amount of things we just listed. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> like yeah, I think twenty is an okay amount. And will there be a prize for the winner? I hadn't got that far yet, but maybe. Ooh, maybe so that's be... tantalising to our, you, sign up. Our adoration. Pardon? Ad- adoration? Yeah, no? that's a word. What, that's what a word. did you say? Our adoration. Oh, we're giving the winner our adoration. Sometimes like, I just say these words and hope for the best. I've just, like seen them or heard them like on telly or in books and stuff, and I'm just like, I'll give that a bash, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I feel um, the context is similar to what I've seen that in, so I'll give it a bash, see what happens. Well, often it's not. It's like, what do you mean? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how I live my life. Yeah, that's life. So, uh, welcome. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of our next board game. That's life. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, welcome to the final ever episode. I feel like, as it is the final ever episode, we should give some kind of, like, sp- special, <laughs> special prize, not special prize, that sounds weird, special, like, tit hit bit to... The dog is now going under the sofa. <laughs> Some special hint as to what's coming next from us as like a special treat okay. to our listener. Should we do that at the end? To get the treat, you have to listen to this episode. They could just go to the end. 
Well, that's the... If they have the thumbs... No, we'll do it at a random point towards the end. Okay. But who knows where? Okay, so we're going to reveal one information. This is not planned, by the way. You could <laughs> not tell from this slap Some of this information. What's the co- next couple of things on the pipeline for us? Next couple of things? Well, just what I don't know. We'll spit more at the time. We'll just come up with some ideas here and now. We're like, are we going to make a game about making sandwiches? <laughs> no, we're going to just, just a couple of... And nothing, nothing concrete. Just a few little things, you know, just so yeah. people can... Wet, to wet the appetite. The sandwich-based appetite. Mm, I was going to ask you what your favourite sandwich filling was, but we've got another 25 top games to get through. So we don't want to talk do about... We, do we want do we to... Is this the time to launch our sandwich-based podcast? Or is, should we just have a quick rundown of what our favourite sandwiches are? What are your favourite? What's your favourite sandwich? Okay, you're butter. In... <laughs> just butter. <laughs> butter sandwich. Okay, you're in M&S. For those that are in the UK, M&S is like a fairly like middle-class food... Yeah, it's not super posh, but it's not like a normal. It's not it's, like it is quite. It's, it's definitely it's, middle class. Yeah, it's upmarket, but it's yeah. not. It's not it's like, like it's not like Mason. it's not like. Mason. It's not like. It's not like so fancy. You're not paying seven pounds for a sandwich. You'll no. pay like a two, two to three pounds for a sandwich. No, two to five. They've got some pricey sandwiches. I bought a sandwich there for two pounds eighty the other day. Oh, so that's okay. I've, just, okay, I've done okay, well. So tell us, tell us your sandwich pick of choice. My favourite sandwich is the, 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 the most plain sandwich of all the sandwiches. So in M and S, they do a ham, mustard, and mayo. That is my favourite sandwich. <laughs> that is literally it. I would choose that sandwich every time. Well, you're a simple man. I'm a simple man with simple, simple pleasures. Too bad. Mine's not much more exciting than that. I think my exotic. I've gone to M and S and I'm choosing a sandwich would probably be cream cheese and smoked salmon. That's just quite put, posh. They put lemon and black pepper in the cream cheese and it's like, this is the good stuff. What's your normal sandwich? What's your real choice of sandwich though? Um, I don't really know. I don't really know. <laughs> if I'm at home, cheese and a nice pickle. That's your sandwich and choice. A and, and a gherkin. And a gherkin. pickled onions. Just pickled things. You really do like a pickle, don't you? I do. I really you like do. vinegar? Yeah. Maybe you just drink like a shot of vinegar every day. Probably good for you. Not good for your teeth. Why not good for your teeth? Wouldn't it make them white? No, it erode them. Would it? Mm. Yeah, but just don't yeah. ever give dental advice. Well, that, uh, that's <laughs> what. Damn, my next career we're going to be just giving random dental advice. Yeah, and that's the board game. <laughs> what should you brush your teeth with? Not vinegar. Um, I think that's enough of a tangent for now. Shall we swoop back into what we're supposed to be talking about? Which is in a swooping fashion. Yes. Um, we are after our last episode of counting down board games fifty to twenty six. We're now doing our top. 25 board games, counting down from number 25 to number one. It says of all time on the episode title, but, but it probably, probably changed change next week. Quite soon, yes. Because we are fickle. Inconsistent. Um, <laughs> and that's that, isn't it? And then I suppose just at the top before we, we get stuck into it, it's just to say a huge thank you for listening, whether this is your first time or you've been with us for all 45 episodes and the hours of our blithering chat this isn't it by the way this is it for this this is it this is it for this for this this isn't it for content and those sorts of things if you are just joining us and and you haven't listened in to previous episodes there's not a non-dicky way to say content is there no oh sorry you don't appreciate that do you no dog yawning um, I yeah, think, you sound like a bit of a noob, don't you? Yeah, well, that's what it is, though, content. isn't it? Content. Yeah, but 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 yeah, we will be putting as as things unfold, we will be putting stuff out there. Whatever. Like what unfolds? Things, you know. 
You wait and see. Okay. I've got like a series of puzzles and games for you to for you to go through. That sounds great. Is there are there like prizes that are edible, or is like you have to do this so you don't die? Kind of puzzles and games. That's I wouldn't support that surprise. Or is it a combo? It's a combo. <laughs> sometimes you might just win a sandwich. Other times you might face death. Okay. <laughs> so it's inconsistent. The stakes are really inconsistent. What kind of sandwich? <laughs> Salmon and cream cheese. Well then, I'm late. <laughs> but yeah, so never. No, uh, there'll be stuff coming. Is that it? That's I was it. saying thank you, and you interjected with this absolutely. Because you, you made it sound like we're going away. We're going off into the sunset at the end of the Lord of the Rings, where they go the off on the boat, like, goodbye! Yeah, yeah, goodbye! Yeah. Well, do they do that at the very end of the Lord of the Rings? Or that's the, that's the very, like, very end, I'm pretty sure, the Lord of the Rings. That's one of the, one of the very, very end bits. No, because then don't Sam and Rosie get married? I think Sam and Rosie already are married, and then Sam's writing the writing it, finishing off the Lord of the Rings book, being like, oh, Mr. Frodo. I think, you know, kudos to Sam, because I didn't even know you could write. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that Sam, is harsh. Also, he doesn't really write. I'm pretty sure Frodo writes the book, and he just writes at the end. <laughs> Sam was here. <laughs> that's why. That's why the book portrayed him so well. He just edits it all. Oh, Sam was the main character. He was. He carried Frodo up the mountain. He did. Sam is like he's definitely the MVP. Because who, who finished writing the book? Well, Frodo comes off, I think, a bit deeperish in my. <laughs> exactly. That was Sam's last dagger. <laughs> he just, he just, he just, just, it's all in the edit. And he just changed it. Yeah. Um. But board games with my wife. I think what you're trying to say is coming to a close. But we will be back with something else board game related because we are now making board games thanks to Kickstarter people and you for listening. We couldn't have done it without the our listeners at Board Games with My Wife. Not you for making noise. What? Talking to the dog. <laughs> I don't think we have to pick up the noise you just made. So it's like you're being very sensitive. <laughs> one person, not you. <laughs> not you. you. You you know who you are. Not you. <laughs> are you making noise while you're listening? No, thank you for you. Anyway, we've now blithered for a good ten minutes. So that's that's our final blither, though. It's the th- it won't be, though. There won't be. Any, in any content we come back with, we'll just be blithering. Yeah. That's why, that's why we're like, oh, maybe we'll do streaming. Maybe we'll get into streaming. But it's just like, do people like just three hours of blithering? Maybe they do. Who knows? I don't know. If you have suggestions of what, in what medium you'd like to see the blithering in future, you are more than welcome to send them to hello at birdwoodgames.co.uk. But for now... But for now, for now... Shall we say thank you to the listeners and get into the... The boat. (laughs) Not the boat. (laughs) Or start paddling it off. Sam was here. Kind of like Bristolian accent, sound-wise. I think he's like a West Country accent, isn't it? So it's like it's like uh, I can't do it. Yeah, no one else has, do they? Yeah, Mary and Pippin are like well, Mary and Pippin's accent. Oh, they no, they've got like a countryside accent yeah. as well. Frodo hasn't. Yeah, Frodo takes himself. I think. But Frodo, Frodo is quite like yeah. Frodo and Bilbo are a bit hoity-toity. The Bagginses are a bit hoity-toity, mm. and they're a bit like oh, we're posh, and you know, like yeah. you 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 like. They're keeping up with the Joneses. Yes, exactly. They're a bit. They're a bit. They just because they think just because they got involved with some some BS. They think, oh look at us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Should we start at number twenty five? That seems sensible. Let's start at number fourteen. No. We'll work outwards. <laughs> no. Let's start at number twenty five. Speaking of number twenty five, uh, we've got in at number twenty five is Viticulture. Bum. Do you want to tell us about Viticulture? Viticulture is a game, it's quite a complicated game, in which you're not complicated, it's not complicated, but it's not simple either. You're making wine, 
and you are a vineyard, vineyard, vineyardier, vineyardier, vineyarder. I want to see how far you go. How, what is it? A vineyard owner, I'd say. Oh, they haven't got, they've got to have a cool name, surely. Why don't you make one up? Vineyarder. Yeah, great, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> vineyardier. Yeah, that's even better. People okay. are like, oh my god, this is so cool, the vineyard here. <laughs> if you can say it like a French accent as well, to make oh, it even yeah. sound like... Vignard. There you go. That's Hello. it. That was like that was like you're in the south of France and you, you're there. You've met you've met someone who owns a vineyard. Anyway, you own a vineyard. I think actually it's in Italy anyway, I'm pretty sure it's based. But anyway, you're in you're, you're in you're in um you're in you're in wherever you're in, making making grapes. And it's somewhere warm in Europe, and then you're making your wine. So it's okay. It's, it's a work placement style game, and it's just again, it's really it's a, it's a, it's another one of the games that takes a takes a, a business. Well, it's effectively a business because you're making a product to sell the product, um, but it's got a natural element to it because you're growing, and then you're making, and then you're kind of there's a transformation that occurs as well. And then and it's just it, it does it so like it's just so there's it, one of the, there's, there's, there's loads of things you can do. There's loads of different ways you can do things, and you're always thinking, "Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that." And it's, it, I think you've said this previously when we talked about these kinds of games. You always feel like there's more things that you want to do that you didn't get to do, and that yeah. I think is a really great feeling. Yeah, and I think one of the special things about viticulture is it has several thematic mechanics running in tandem at once. So you may be um, planting. Uh, vines, you may be harvesting, you may be crushing grapes, you may be aging wine, and all of these are uh, connected to separate mechanics and they run in tandem and in parallel next to one another. So you have a lot of things to think about, but it all feels like very thematic decisions that you're making, um, and I think that is really cool. The other thing that I love about viticulture is it has something called a grande worker, which I am obsessed with. I think we call it the super worker, but it's called the grande. We call it the super worker, yeah. The grande, I'm pretty sure it's grande. Um, which or grande? I don't know. Yeah, we might be butchering that as yeah. well. Prefer no, grande worker, <laughs> grande latte. Um, and the grande worker is a meeple, so it's a worker placement game, and it's a meeple you can um, use again. So if one person has taken a stop that you want, you can uh, use your grande worker to take a space, um, and that means that the that's there's a really interesting strategy about when you might use that. Um, but it's an absolute classic, I think. I think it's one of the possibly oldest in terms of design games in our collection. One of, yeah. It's not far off, to be well, fair. It's eight years old. That's we've, got, we've, got older, we've got older games than that. Yeah, but it's one of the yeah, It's one of, it's one of, it's one of, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, a classic. Aging, aging like a fine wine as well. Still oh, plays, no. Still plays Oh, no. I've no. got more puns. Stay tuned. Plug them in. Uh, Where? Who knows? Okay. Um, <laughs> in at number 24... We've got Cascadia! Woohoo! Um, if anyone's listened to like, the last four episodes of this Yeah, I think podcast, you mention it every single time. I have, and I'll just continue to mention it in my day to day life. So you're like, have you played Cascadia yet? You should! Um, Madam, I work, at, I work at the store, what do you mean? Please, I'm insane, just leave me alone. Um, and Cascadia is a really uh, hot off the press title, so I think it was only released yeah? this year. Yeah, um, within, within the last 12 months. Well, we yeah. got it this year, but within the last 12 months, I think. Um, and it's a really elegant, economically designed, puzzly spatial game about building habitats and uh, basically making uh, kind of like puzzle combos that score you big chunks of points. And it's so replayable and so compelling and pretty, thanks mm. to the Beth Sobel art, um, why are you looking like that in a weird I'm fashion? I'm agreeing and nodding. 
You know you're being weird. Why are you being weird? I literally said, hmm. You listen, you listen to that. I said, hmm. And then I nodded. You've got a weird face, you. <laughs> you look very suspect. Um, <laughs> this was not it. <laughs> but, yes, it's, it's one of my favourite... Um, it's immediately, it, as you can uh, tell, shot into our yeah. Your I just think it's the playability in terms of the different scoring cards you've got for each animal, and it's very, very puzzly. Like it basically is a puzzle. That's what it is. It's it's a you got to select two things and then place them down to create patterns and shapes with a view of scoring points both in the short term and in the longer term. Well, not in the short term because you score at the end, but in the in the here and now, but thinking actually in five turns down the line or ten turns down the line, I want to work towards getting these animals together so I can score this number of points in the future. So it's, it's that kind of thing where it's that playoff between short and long term and planning. So it's really puzzly very non-interactive with other players beyond stealing again stealing what they might want to take not, not stealing taking it because drafting it, yeah. it first but there's, again there's always a great choice there's always there's always multiple things to choose from so it's not like it's oh, oh you've completely shafted me because you took the one one of this animal in the whole game and therefore I can't play it's very flexible you can adapt on the fly very easily inflexible very flexible oh, you said inflexible I said flexible check tapes I've literally got the tapes <laughs> You're just gonna, it's gonna just hear now in the podcast. It will be like just your voice going in flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Um, anyway, so I just I think it's really great, and I think it's one of those ones where we played it and we we're like, yeah, this is really great. Yeah, and I can't wait to play it again. Yeah. I can't wait to play the solo game. I feel that I feel um, I rarely feel that with games. I want to then quickly play the solo game. I'm not a default solo gamer. And so I think to feel like, oh, I want to have a go at this on my own, I think that's a sign of a special game. Special game. Speaking of special games, oh, the next one is on the list, probably because of more because of me than you. Uh, it is Dinosaur Island, uh, which is a game about building Jurassic Park. Oh, what's this like funky version? Just in case of like copyright stuff, and <laughs> in case they come for us, in case Warner Brothers or whoever it is, kick the door. Is it Warner Brothers? Universal? Universal. They might be over there. Like, anyway, Ooh. they kick the door in. They're like, you get out here. Give us all your things and all your money. I don't think that would even avoid copyright, would it? Because like, you just remixed it into your fucking beat. I don't know if you can remix. Can you remix stuff? Probably not. Probably not, no. Probably you can. Yeah, probably not, no. Not available to, for reproduction. My wife actually goes to prison for copyright infringement. <laughs> I'll tell you about Dinosaur Island, which is effectively is Jurassic Park. You're making Jurassic Park. You're doing a Jurassic Park scene. So anyone needs to worry about copyright infringement it's <laughs> No, they don't need to worry about that. It's, it, it, it's, it, Jurassic Park doesn't own the idea of a, of a Jurassic Park. Um, yes, but it is like <laughs> it's a Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, but yeah. So you're building you're building a dinosaur park, and it just it, I just I just I think it's one of those things where for me it's a combination of it's a really solid worker placement style game. It's got dinosaurs in it. You're collecting different dinosaurs. I'm actually really looking forward to Dinosaur World coming, which we've got coming soon. Which is the What's kind the of I think it's like the, it's it's the sequel spiritual. It's not sequel. It's like well, it's not, I've seen people say that they prefer Dinosaur World to Dinosaur Island. And interesting. They play only Dinosaur World. Oh. Now. Well, I so I wonder if they've modernised it in yeah. terms of there are some things that I would say probably are a bit clunky in terms of. Once you've played it through a few times, the dinosaurs don't behave in any in any other way. They behave in quite a similar way. So it's not like you don't get a feeling from like lots of the, the, the dinosaurs in there. Um, but you know, th- th- those are minor things. I just love. I love. The, I love. I like the idea of building a dinosaur park. Also, the production value is amazing. Yeah. Um, metal coins he- very heavy. Is there metal coins in? Yeah. I forgot about those. I was thinking about the dice and the dinosaur minis. Like, the, the, it has got these really cool dice. That yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And also. 
this game as well is is a fairly heavy game, and we always manage to quite successfully introduce it to people that wouldn't describe themselves as regular ball gamers. So I think that says a lot for. Um, I think people. I think it's a theme where it's like people, people like people people, people yeah. like the idea of a Jurassic Park, so they're like, I'm prepared to do a Jurassic Park. Whereas if it's like we're gonna do even like viticulture, we're gonna make wine. People people probably would like that, but they're like, oh, yeah. I don't really know. I'm not yeah. whatever. You're but it's like you're gonna go do a Jurassic Park and shout things at each other about about that. You know, whatever. I think a lot of people will be like, I'm game for that. Okay, so in at number 22 is Star Wars Rebellion. Again, another one picked by you. So, do you want to talk us through this one? You're going to funk it up? (laughs) I just, I feel like as I do these kind of things when we record podcasts, I think I'll just edit myself out and then I don't because normally there's a bit of speech attached to it, which is really annoying and I have to keep in your weirdness. I love your weirdness, though, Diane. Thank you so much. <laughs> the dog less keen on your weirdness. He's, he's edging he's away. Snorting into the microphone. It's like, <laughs> Come here, you. Um, so, do you want to talk us through Star Wars? I think I've just talked through it. You should be considering this one. Well, Star Wars Rebellion is a game that I was contractually obliged to pay, play at least once a year. Um, normally twice a year around Christmas and Jack's birthday. It's once a year now. In a kind of blackmail guilt trippy fashion. Whoa, there was no blackmail or guilt trip. There was quite a bit. However, over the years... <laughs> grown to love it. I have grown to love it. Like a kind of Stockholm Syndrome board game. Um, and it is one of those games. So it's a two-player... It's a vast two-player game. Those themselves are quite a rare find. So that's a special thing. Uh, you love the Star Wars theming. Mm-hmm. I'm not a massive fan of this generation of Star Wars but you know I can get on board um, and I think that the, um, the the concept is that one person is the Empire and one person is the Rebels and the Rebels are trying to what are the Rebels actually trying to do? Just be rebellious Yeah but what are they what is their aim? They're trying to basically undermine the Empire Okay so we're doing general undermining skullduggery and the Empire is trying to find their rebel base so it's, it's kind of a cat and mouse game kind of a politics game um, there's also uh, lots of kind of area control going on there and the uh, quite cool thing about this if you're up for it is there is a vast imbalance between the rebels and the empire in terms of the resources that they have um, but then the game is made easier for the rebels to undermine the empire um, and the empire has to work harder to find the base so there's quite a lot of stuff going on in the game which does it is an incredibly incredibly rich experience yes. my only criticism of it is that it's quite Static in what it can offer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. there's only so many ways you can play the game, um, and only so many paths you can go down. It's still incredibly enjoyable, but it's one of those games now that we think we'll probably keep it forever. Yeah, we may play it now very, very occasionally. Yeah, very. We've yeah, we've played it quite a lot, it is, so we've experienced it. Is it. Quality, it's, 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 it is really quality. Yeah, and and you like playing both sides, don't you? Um, I prefer the rebels <laughs> because it, it it matches my. Um, Spunky nature, com, com, comrade spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something about the empire where it's like crash them. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> also, what I do enjoy about the empire is because with the empire you've got like you you end up with loads of like troops and soldiers and stuff, and you just you get so like bored of all the admin. I do I do like having a smaller plucky base where I'm like you guys can fend for yourselves. I know you've got initiative. When you've got the Empire, people are waiting for orders. You're doing these huge productions of the spaceships. It's like, Timothy, where's the paperwork for our latest Star Destroyer? Where is it? And Timothy never has it. <laughs> so you get quite you get quite stressed about that, don't you? I just don't want to 
manage people across the galaxy. <laughs> there you go. Well, you, there you go. You know you're not going to be some sort of like galactic dictator. And that's why, because of, it's because of the administration. <laughs> not because of, not because you're inclined, because you would do it in a, in a heartbeat, but because you know there will be paperwork to do. There will be paperwork. Um, should we go from one extreme to another? It, yeah, to, to to the biggest game on our list. Yeah, in above Star Wars Rebellion um, is at number twenty-one Banana Gram. <laughs> Uh, can you guess who puts in the top 25? It was me, Banana <laughs> Ground King. Um, this game has uh, such a high spot on our uh, top 50 games of, games of all time list because we play this often, we replay it often, we play it with several different types of people, so it is hugely versatile um, and flexible and... I think this is one of our favourite word games. Although saying that, we have a, having a real renaissance of word games in this house, aren't we? At the we are. We're playing a lot of word games. Yeah, uh, which we're really enjoying at the moment. But Bananagrams, I think because it is so flexible, so for those uninitiated, quickly order yourself a Bananagram sleeve whilst you're listening. Um, but the way sleeve? it works is, Yeah, it's like a little banana sleeve. It's like a it? pouch. Okay, order yourself a banana pouch if you want to. A banana sleeve, whatever tickles your pickle. Um... The, how it works is you're given a um, certain amount of uh, letter tiles and then you have to try and make a crossword of... Crossword? Is that the right way to describe it? I don't know what it's called. It's, it's a grid, a grid of yeah, words. a, a grid of words, um, which you can, con- you can continually reform depending on what tiles you're given. And the person to uh, complete a grid of words first is the winner. And that's it. And you can replay it loads of times. There are loads of different variations that you can play with. And... We love it, don't we? Uh, what I, the we. What I, I, I like this, and what I like about this is that sometimes with word, with word games, and I think Scrabble is very guilty of this, is that they are punishing for... They're for a certain type of people and a certain type of person. I think they're a place, though. No, but exactly, they're for a certain type of people and a certain type of person. What I think is so much more welcoming about a game like Bananagrams is that... You, you can still play and win and participate if you don't know lots and lots of words and lots of complicated and convoluted words that often relate and interlink off, off certain letters. You can still get a lot of enjoyment from the game by playing it because, because you're going to have so many letters, you're going to be able to make words. In something like a Scrabble, you'll only get like seven letters and be able to make a, a short word. Whereas in this, because you, you've got so many of them, you're going to be able to make any word that you want. Yes. And I, and, I, and I think that is so much more inclusive than a game than, than, than other word games can be. I think it's so much more accessible and it's so so, quick, so much quicker. And it's one of those games where it's like, even if you're playing with a person who clearly has got a better you know grasp of the English language than you have or, or ability to spell more words than you have, you can still compete with them relatively and there's still attention to it. And they're still not like, you're not going to have to sit there for an hour and be like, oh, great, you've got a score of 550 and I've got a score of six and we're, we're yeah, still going. it's nice sometimes to, 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 to just massage the ego gently. It, yes, but I, I, like I say, right. it's but it's, it, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. It's, it's, it, it, the, the barrier to entry is so much slower and I think that it, it for me, and that for me is it's like when I when I my, my personal preference when I play a game I, I I like I appreciate why I understand why people don't like games like Scrabble and like quick trivia games for example because you need to have a you need to have knowledge going into them and be ready for them going into them or to better try and do well. Scrabble that I don't think is true of many other board games is that the turn time is as far as I know you don't have a limit on it. Yeah, like you could think about a word. And it's the limit is whatever yeah, your good, partner uh, As far is as I know as well, I'm not okay with yeah. the rules back to you front. But there might be a two minute 
Yeah. But genuinely, this is this is the Vianna Grams, and I think it is really worthy of a place on our list. But it's absolutely it's one of those kinds of games where if someone said to me, "I like something like Scrabble," or "I, I want to try a game out," or, but I'd be like, "Really get this. This is absolutely perfect because yeah, I think this is this because this this introduces you to ideas such as you know speed of thinking and it being fast paced and it being a bit frantic and frenetic because there's a bit of like oh what's going on, what's happening, paying attention to what other people are doing, you know, trying to be a bit skullduggery by putting the letters back in that you don't want to and you know trying to get get other players to have those um you know, so there's a bit of all that sort of stuff going on and, and i think i think it's i think it's i think it's a really good game i think it's it's what it's what we play a lot yeah another part of the game that we've been playing a lot recently is the number 20 spot and that's decrypto um mm. and decrypto is i think this is my favorite party game of all time Mm, big call, big shout, big, big, big. You've, you've gone out there and said it now. And the reason why I love the crypto is it's a code-breaking game uh, that you play in teams, and um, it's a game where you're trying to convey a word to your teammates without giving away so much information that your opposing team also guesses the word. So I, Simple. I, Simple. I agree. Okay. This is one of love my favourite competitive party games of all time. I think the flaw in this game is, and it, this is be found out later. When it's a, I, I love crypto. Don't get me wrong. I really like crypto. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I really, really like crypto. Crypto is a brilliant game. I think it's a really, really good game. Um, uh, but there's something later on which I think perhaps is, is just a bit more something that I prefer. Um, the one thing about this game is that it's it can be a situation where it can. Depending on who you play with, this will be if people know each other very well, for example, and have their own forms of communication and language. It's not the game's fault of that, but but it can be a bit like very hard to play the game. Um, if, if if when we play the crypto, what we always try and do is mix teams up completely. So if there yeah. if there are friends or family members or couples, mix split them up, mix them up so they're on different teams. Because then it's like cause sometimes when you get those groups together, they talk in their own little language, and it's like. That is it, yes, it, yeah, it's great. Really they, they do they do really well at the game, but it's like the other team was just like, how am I supposed to link this world when you've given me like sandwiches, toast, and like Jeffrey? It's like, what is this thing well, you're trying to do? Toast and Jeffrey <laughs> sounds like sandwich and toast definitely have a link. But what is Jeffrey? <laughs> Let's get back to this at the end of the. <laughs> but that that's the thing. So it's that kind of thing of it, it. That's the one area where I think that if you play play it with that kind of lens of being like, make sure you mix the teams up well, would be my would be my thing for this one. Mm. Uh, one that you don't need to worry about mixing teams up because it's not a team game uh, is number 19 and that is Gangshon and we've just put in the entry Gangshon because there are now three but they're, yeah, um, they're all called different things yeah but it's like Gangshon school- Clever Gangshon whatever the next one is no it's Doppler's Doppler So Clever isn't oh, it bum. <laughs> it's they're, they're, I think it's the So Clever that's the same thing oh I think Gangshon means that's so I think possibly oh no and it's the Clever that's the same thing Doppler's Clever and it's Clever Cubed oh <laughs> we just call it gang shop for whatever reason. Like a fool. I could be very wrong here, but I'm pretty sure no, that's. I, I, right, I think yeah. that's. Something. But anyway, gang shop trilogy. But that's so trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, it is gang shop club that is the most famous of the three, I think, because it's the original. The OG. And I think my favorite. I I think my favorite is two actually. Interesting. I think two is my favorite. Big chat. I think one. I like one. I think one has got one is very good, but a bit simple. I think two adds some more complexity in what the dice can do, which is great. And I think three. Again, I like three, but I think three maybe overcomplicates it just a bit too much. Do you want to tell the people about what? Um, so it's like three bears porridge. No, but do you want, yeah, but do you want to tell people about all the game actually? Well, three best porridge. I tell them about three best porridge. One was one was too hot. One was too cold, and one was just right. 
I think you think that joke was funnier than it was. A dog's laughing. Sometimes when you say jokes, it's like playing out to a completely dead audience. You just carry on. But I, some, this is why I've learned this with you though. If I do that, there's like a point where I'll punch through, and you'll just, you'll just, you'll break <laughs> you down. Get a nice pity laugh. No, no, you'll break down. You'll, it's like a psychological barrier, and in your head, I think it just goes, and you're just like, what's happened to me? What is my life? Well, that wasn't that joke. I'm afraid. It's often happen. I eight times out of ten that will happen. No, it really won't. You'll laugh, and you're really hard to make laugh. No, I'm not. You're really hard to make. You're the hardest person to make laugh. Do you want to tell people about what games from Clever is? It's a, it's a roll and write game where you roll dice and you have numbers on them and different colours and then you write down, mark off whatever your colour. Saying like a, like a name, mark off. <laughs> no, mark off your colour. Like so a blue six, for example, that will equal something. And you'll cross that off, and you'll and you'll and what it does, it's really cool. Is it's got loads of combos in there. So if you put a certain thing down, that will unlock you better. Write something else off on the other column, which might unlock the chain to unlock something else in another column. And it, and it's kind of like you're bouncing around all the time, and you're trying to move through. It's one of our favourites. We've talked about it so many times. Yeah, I think you know Ganshon if you're a listener. Okay, so in number eighteen. Is Hero Realms. Hero Realms, which is like a, that's a grower. That's been a grower on us, hasn't it? It has been a grower, and um, I think we've spoken about this before. How it was a game that we tried when we were looking for a deck building game, but I was hesitant about it because I was like, I'm mm. not sure about the art. It's a bit too like trad fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just not convinced. And a bit we graphic, it, a little yeah, bit as well. We played it, and I was like, this is this is the good stuff. It is the good um, stuff. It's a really solid deck building game, but if you're looking for the kind of thing where you're drafting cards to build up um, combos in your hand, to play them against the opponent, I just think it's like... The one. I, yeah, I actually don't think there's one that does it better. Uh, we play... it a two-player game? Is it only two? No, I think you could play as four, but I don't... I, 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 I've, I've, I've never seen the appeal of playing something like a deck builder with more people because particularly ones that you're attacking because it just and, and and they have things in them where you can only attack the player to the left or those sorts of things, but it just becomes a bit of a dog pile of being like, everyone get that person because they're good and then and they're gone and it's like it's like move on to the next strongest or whatever it is or the weakest it's just a bit yeah. like but as a two player experience they're fantastic because you're only ever attacking your opponent yeah. um, so I wouldn't play them any other way through these kind of combative deck builder styles yeah. and I, the reason I was looking for this is that before we got into board games um, we used to play Pokemon a little bit yeah we did yeah. Like, I was kind of looking for a game that kind of replicated that head to head battling style and also the style of the, 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 the each game's different that each game different monsters, different things going on. It's not just rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. But with Pokemon, yeah. it's like, it takes four hours to build a deck. Oh, gosh. How I love you, Pokemon, but I don't want to build a deck. And also, I don't want to say, well, pre-build a deck for me because you're going to put in some of the rubbishy new Pokemon and I don't want them. I'll be like, have all these ones. And you're like, I've just got all these Pokemon. Like, why have I got a handful of Mr. Mime? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, in at number 17 is Vindication. Vindication, another game that's... That was, wasn't the, we really liked one pretty much straight away, didn't we? Very interesting, Vindication. It's a very big game, very big box. I'm pretty sure... Size. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's actually quite expensive as well. I could be wrong, but I think it's quite expensive. But the game itself, it's, not, it's definitely not simple, but it's actually quite... It's one of those games where you think, oh, this can be really complicated, but it's not. It's like, oh, I get it. You get it really quickly, don't you? What you need to do, how you need to do it. And yeah. it's like... Yeah, it just, it just feels, I don't know, it feels like it all knits together so well with Indication. It's a very intuitive game, and I think part of the reason for that is um, you take on the role of a character and then you move across a map exploring things, and once you've finished exploring the map, the game's pretty much wrapped Done. itself yeah. up because um, 
other th you've been progressing in other areas of the game and so you're trying to vindicate yourself is the, is the aim of the game and to do that you have to uh, complete various challenges and um, quests and whilst that sounds quite um, role-playing the actual mechanics of the games are is a really board game based like, yeah uh, which I like I prefer there's not I'm a lot really of story and I think you could if you were that way inclined because there's lots of characters that you meet with names and looks oh, and like but there's lots of that and if you were like oh I've met this person this dwarf that does called this and does this like you could very easily become those things whereas we when that's not really our style yeah. so we play it more as a game and it's just like oh, great i've acquired this dwarf to help me out on my quest and that's cool then they do this sort of thing and like i think it suits that really well but it's not over something we've played i think the reason why we like it so much is because it came at a time we were playing we we're trying to find not, I'm not going to say a campaign game, but a game that had like felt deeper and was like exploring a map, looking around the world, but that wasn't just like I've now got to read 40 pages of like text about this, or I've got to yes. try and learn about what's going on, or yeah, there's some story like, we didn't really care it about. It's like an exploring game and a character development game that you can be in and out of in an hour in a and jiffy. a half. Well, not a jiffy, but like. You, it's like a good game. It always surprised me how quick, quick the game yeah. goes, though. It's, it's always like, oh, right, we're down for a couple of hours now. Yeah. It takes about as long to set it up then as to play it. And I like, I like that to be like, oh, we're nearly done. Oh, crumbs. Like, yeah. Hurry up. Um, because sometimes I think if you're playing a game that's edging towards three hours, you're like, I personally feel just a bit like... You need a nap. I've lost interest. Or you've gone insane. I just... I, I'm, d I'm clearly not a campaign or role-playing no. person. I really wish that I was, I'm just not. No. Um, I like to be in, out, satisfied, one man. The man's have been thanked. <laughs> Uh, at number 16, we have the Exit Games. Fair, these games have taken us three hours before. <laughs> these have taken us three hours, but I know... Because we're dim. Because <laughs> we're dim. But also, you know what you're getting into. You know you're yeah. sitting down to a special evening of entertainment with the Exit Games. Um, and often cheese and often wine, which is how we like to play them. Um, and the Exit Games are pretty much escape rooms in a box. And we've spoken about them plenty of times on this podcast before. Um, but they... There really isn't another escape room type of game that is better than these, in my opinion. I agree. The only shame about them is they are one use only, so you can't pass them on, you can't play them again. Um, oftentimes you're uh, ripping up the um, uh, the booklet that you're given, or you're trying to destroy the, the box. Cards, to, yeah, yeah, cards, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of destruction in the game, which means it's, it's not playable again. But if that doesn't put you off, these are some of the best, most atmospheric, cleverest um, puzzle and escape room games that... I've ever played and they're a real joy every one that we've played we've enjoyed which yeah. I think we have played escape from games where we haven't been haven't found them as enjoyable or we've managed to break them and then we have had to abort the game yes so um, these I think are really really special and also did you know they have a exit advent calendar coming out yes I saw that oh, was it out last year or was it the new this year I can't remember I don't know but I'm excited about it yes it, 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 does, it does look very good is it a game a day do we know I wonder if it's a game a day or a puzzle a day that then leads to like a wider here's, here's what happens sort of thing you know that kind of thing We'll do more research. But, we'll we'll uh, do a, more research, a yes. Christmassy, a Christmassy mystery sounds like up our street, doesn't it? I would love there to be a Christmassy mystery. Okay, in at number 15 is Haven. And Haven is another two-player game that's... This is uh, interesting, this one. Okay, I'm sorry. The fact that it's two-player or... No, that it's, it's a... We typically, or do we say we, I would actually say you, typically 
don't like a don't like you're not as keen on a two player game that's that is just a two player game. Why? Because from our previous conversations that we've had, unless I've imagined them, you find them quite confrontational. No, not always. That's a particular type of mechanic. Like there's plenty of two player games that I think do this fine. Seven Wonders Duel, for example, Star Wars Rebellion again isn't that confrontational. There's well, you're thinking about um, Watergate, I think, aren't you? I'm not just thinking about Watergate. I'm thinking about other things as well. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I, th- I think sometimes... Actually, another one is um, Getaway Driver I find a bit intense as well. Yeah. And I also find... Um, mm, is it New Russian Mahex? Yes. Um, are they, is that two-player? Yeah, it's well? two-player, yeah. Um, that, that kind of two-player game where it's back and forth, back and forth, cash and mouse, and you're deliberately taking swipes at one another, I find claustrophobic and too close. For so time. why don't you find that with Haven? Because Haven, there's lots of stuff going on. Firstly, one of the large elements is area control, where we are, as the mechanic, mechanic name suggests, controlling areas. We're not getting in each other's way. Mm-hmm. We're, we're literally putting our flags on, the, on a map. Um, the other one is bidding. Again, that's a private decision that when we put together, we go head-to-head with doing that. You're not yeah. saying, if I bid five and you bid two, you then don't take three from me. It's just, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no, you're not taking directly mm. from one another, nor do your actions directly impact me um and then what's the other element in haven that's it yeah so both of those elements you're not directly taking from me i'm playing the strategy of my game i see oh i see so it's more it's more around your the idea that you're playing you can play your strategy i just don't actually involve with you in any way i want to do my own thing like games where it's two players and your actions can directly impact me not only should the fact of like you've done something so I have to react to that, but you do something. But so I can take means, cards yeah. off you, for example, or I like find that, yeah. Like, no, no. Uh, the art is beautiful as well in Haven, so that's a real treat just to get immersed into. Um, but yes, it's a lovely green uh, game. It's a very beautiful game. Yes, it's very, it's very, it's very beautiful. Uh, another green game, isn't it? Number fourteen is photosynthesis, and this is a three D uh, forest development game uh, in which you are trying to grow your trees to uh, uh, photosynthesize the most uh, as is suggested by the name and then score the most points for the largest trees that you manage to I think harvest or maybe they've just grown to their full potential I don't think you're supposed to be harvesting. I don't know what's happening I think it's just kind of like you're you're playing through the cycle of uh, evolution within a forest I think yeah. that's kind of what the, the yeah it's an abstract so it's abstracted the theme it's there but it's not a it's not, it's, it, it exists, but it's not like a clear, here's what happens. It's your life cycle of a tree, and then suddenly the tree disappears at the end. I'm not quite sure why the tree disappears at the end, but it's kind of just that's what happens. Yes, you have to like cash it in. Don't yes, you? yes. Uh, but it's a really um, sweet, gentle nature game that actually takes quite a lot of brain power and challenges you to think in a kind of a lateral way. So you're thinking very spatially about where your trees are on the board and also in both a vertical and horizontal kind of strategy, which is, I think, one of the few games that we have that challenges us to think vertically as well. I, I, I like the spatial element of this, how it's not just as simple as... It's three-dimensionals, three-dimensional in terms of the battling, in terms of working out. It's, I, I think that's really... I think, it's just, I think it's just really clever. It is clever. I don't think there's been... I was just thinking what, if there are any other um, games that ask us to think... Vertically, I think probably I Dragon Castle is one. Oh yeah, Dragon Castle does I see vertically, not, not but not in the same way. And not not as not as 
aggressively with other players. No, you're thinking vertically in your own tableau, but you're basically tableau building in three dimensions. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like, I'm going to put something here to block you because you, it's now taller where the sun's going to move and you're now, uh, I'm blocking you. Yes, so therefore it's... actually using the height to, as a strategic thing that um, can get in the way of another player. I don't think there's another game that we have. I was going to say Takenoko, but that doesn't, the height doesn't necessarily affect other players. Uh, but yeah, a very interesting game and a, a really nice one um, for a Sunday afternoon play. Another kind of green theme in at number 13, which is all rhyming, um, is Agricola. So in Agricola, you're taking on the role of uh, farmers and as it's designed by Yui Rosenberg, obviously there's an opportunity for your um, cattle and your sheep to reproduce and multiply. <laughs> that's, that's, the way, how, that's the way it is. That's how you got to do it. That's how uh, Yui Rosenberg likes to make his game. It's a shame there's not any sheep and cattle um, doing the business in patchwork. There probably is in expansion. <laughs> well, there's an Easter egg on one side. Yeah. It's just like... Sheep and cattle, yeah. sheep and cattle multiplying, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in... is a really funny one because it's an incredibly... Like, if you dig into the actual narrative, it's really harsh. Like, you can have children, but then you might not be able to feed them to help with the farm. Like, so do you remember when we did yeah. you had... Yeah. Um, you decided to uh, grow your farming family by having children, but then you couldn't feed them. Yes, it's a bit. It's a bit like there are some brutal things that happen in those games where it's like, thank goodness this is a game because if this was like wasn't abstracted into being like a, a game, it's a bit like this is brutal. This is really like this is quite like a we can't feed the family, and it's just like those kinds of things. Which yeah, it, those those things happen in it, but. It's just again, it's a game like like Feast for Odin, which you mentioned perhaps in the last list. It evolves as you play it, and you can do more things. I just, I think the farming theme is a nicer theme personally. That's I think probably why we put it on this list. I, on the I, list. I like the farming thing. If the farming. There's something about farming that feels um, really productive and wholesome. I don't know, mm. probably because it is productive and it's a fairly. If you don't inspect too closely. Um, the animal killing, um, then it is a fairly wholesome pursuit. Um, but yeah, there is something that that feels really nice about it. There's no war. It's just a question of can you feed your kids? Yes, can you feed and your kids? Also, and, can, and can you build a thriving farm? Yes. Yeah. Um, but a really nice... And it's quite um, thinky. So you've got um, quite a few layers of strategy here. There's plenty to keep your teeth stuck into. So it's by no means one of the lighter games on this Yes. So number 12 is a game that actually follows on quite nicely from what I was saying earlier about an earlier game that we speak about, which was Crypto at number 20. Number 12 is Letter Jam. Now, what I think Letter Jam does is why I think Letter Jam is my favourite probable party game, what I'd call a party game. Yes, is that Letter Jam's cooperative. Which we're not drawn often towards cooperative games as, as, as a thing. We just, we, we, it's not, not often our, our thing. But what Left Jam does is you are, everybody is working together to try and to find, solve these, um, find these letters and solve the clue word that's in front of them and then guess that. And you're helping people out by handing these poker chips out, which tell you which letters are where. And what I love about it is because it's fully cooperative, everybody's working together and it removes that thing of it being like, you can, you people thinking they're being clever by speaking in a secret language because it's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help the group if two people know each other really well and they say a word that would be like obvious to them, but other people are involved in it as well. So they're going to be like, well, this weird word they might say that's obvious to them or useful to them or is a clue to them to help them get a letter. You've got to think of the group. And I think that's that's really cool. It's like, it's one of those games where it sounds so easy, it looks so easy. And then when you sit down and do it and you think, Alright, you put down your poker chips for a four-letter word, for example, and you, or whatever that, whatever that, you know, that 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 word might be. I don't know, you know, D, E, 
blank R, for example, if so someone's looking at that. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that, you know in your head, well, I've helped you, I'm, I'm the, the giver of things. And then someone's like, well, I, I've got an E, it's D-E-E-R, it's dear. And then it's like, it could but exactly, so it's like, it could be dear with an A. And there are loads of examples where you sit there and you think, I've given a great clue here, there's only one thing that can be. And you get to the end and someone will be like, yeah, I had it as this. And you'll be like, oh, crap. <laughs> or like, even at the time, you'll realise, you'll be like, oh, God, there's like six things that could be now, I've just realised. And someone will be in a position where it's like, I, like, I, this hasn't helped me at all because actually the letter they can't see is the key letter and they're not going to know the rest of the word. And it's got those really great moments in it and it's so surprisingly funny because everybody's like just trying their hardest to try and try and do it and it's just like, it's just not working. And yeah, we've had so much, we've had so many good times with this game. I think I think it's a really great party game. It is a game. It also actually demands inclusivity of players as well. So if you have a particularly strong speller or uh, someone with a strong imagination, uh, they can only give one clue and before they can give another everyone else around who's playing also has to have given a clue so um, it does it's um, designed to be democratic in that way which I think is quite I yeah. think it's quite nice yeah and then also you've got they've got to guess their words as well so they can't just keep giving clues forever to help everybody because they know lots of long words and it will help they've got to guess their words so people have got to get involved at some point to help them and yeah. I think that's why that, that it just balances so nicely in that group setting and I think it's, a, it's genuinely a great group game and it got, scales up and down across all ages I think this is a, really, this is a fantastic party if you, haven't, if you haven't got it I really would check it out yeah Another great group game, but in a very different way, is number 11, which is Aliens Legendary Encounters. Encounters. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yes, and this is another OG in our collection, and it is so high up the list because it... Nostalgia, part of it. I, don't, I wasn't going to say nostalgia, I was going to say it imparts such a memorable experience. I think there are probably board games I can count on one hand that impart the same level of excellent gameplay theme and genuine like oh my god what an experience like an experience that was to play that it, game it beautifully captures i think for an ip game the best ip games capture the ip in that you feel like you're the movie or the film or the tv show or the book or whatever it is you feel like you're engaging in that and playing that through and this i think is a great example of one doing that and i think it's really yeah it's really effective really really effective yeah so if you're tempted and you want to know a bit more about this one of the things um in this game that i always vividly remember is um you have cards that are moving down through the uh the spaceship that are being turned over so it's kind of like the aliens are moving closer to you as you're um as you're going to investigate the ship which is really cool and thematic and tense and the other thing that i quite like about this game although it might not be everyone's cup of tea is that players can be eliminated they can die and be out of the game so um you may have a player that is um that is toast and yes. then they have to watch watch on yeah I, 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 and it can be really brutal like you can be like oh you could just you could just get killed and it's just like you're dead and it's just not like it's not easy it's really not easy and I think that's part of the fun of it as well yeah okay so in at number 10 we're now into the into the into the big numbers the top 10 um, we've got Harvest Island just another fairly new addition to our um shelves that has shot right it's shot up right up just because of the amount of times we've played it and enjoyed it it's just it's a very simple drafting game where you're planting and growing and reaping the rewards of fruit uh that's that's what it is and it's just it just it just plays so well looks beautiful it's a really great game really really great game it's another um game as well where you're drafting and there's a level of um 
you're getting quite a lot of information so on the the board tells you how many of a certain type of fruit there are in each season so you can make really calculated guesses and decisions of what you want to do in the game which i always appreciate when a game gives you that bit of extra information so you can make informed decisions yeah, I, I, yes, it, it's, it's really. I think, I think it's more. I think you can play it more than two player. But the two player game was really good, really, really good. Okay, is that all we have to say? On That's all we have. I think these. I think these top ten were probably for for, for, for pre warning. Probably going to go through these quite quickly because if you have listened to us before. You probably won't hear anything new. You won't have heard anything new on here. And if you haven't listened to us before, we've got lots of episodes where we talk about these games. And please go check them out. So we're not going to spend too long lingering on these ones because we're saying a lot of things we probably said like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Also, if they're in our top ten, you probably either played or heard of them. Yes. So. Uh, okay. In at number nine is the legendary Wingspan, which I think has introduced a lot of new people to uh, the world of board games and is a wonderful engine building game about um, birds. So you're a uh, bird enthusiast who is developing your, I suppose, your um, maybe your pocketbook of what, you, what birds you've seen or your aviary. Um, and you're adding b birds to your player board, which you're then creating engines. And the uh, linear engine combos that you can create in Wingspan as you do an action, I think is a really special... Really special. I, th I think the Wingspan for me is a, is, 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 a, is, a, is just, it's just everything coming together. Really great, really great game design, great engine building, but then presentation, mm -hmm. execution, like art, all of it just coming together to be like, this is a, it's a great experience. And that, yeah. I think for me, is something that, that as a you know as a publisher ourselves it's like i love that you peer players sit down this whole thing it's not just oh, what a fantastic game this is it's a uh, wow look at these cars look at the design look at the finish look at the the pieces the eggs those sorts of things isn't this like a lovely and amazing experience and i think that's probably one of the reasons why it's been so successful as well and when you say introducing new people to the game gaming hobby it's people are like wow this is what games are like because they might be used to maybe something that's you know that's not quite where the, what, what Wingspan is at. And I think that's, for me, what I think is most special about it. Yeah. Also, just the number of bird cards. Like yeah. Like, the number of the birds. You like um, a fact. I love a fact. I do love a fact. Uh, in at number eight is... Nemesis. Nemesis. So, Nemesis... And why do we have to say it in that? Because there's that a variety of olden Towers uh, theme park in the United Kingdom where there's a... There's a it's, called, it's called Nemesis, yeah. isn't it? And there's just, like, this man who comes over the town and he just shouts it. It shouts, shouts yeah. Nemesis as, at you. As you're queuing. Yeah. He's like, Nemesis. <laughs> so, that's what we have to say. Yeah. Nemesis is, 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 is aliens. Uh, it's aliens again. It's aliens again. It's like, oh, we love, we love aliens. We love, we love the concept in the film of aliens. This is Aliens, the board game. You are on a ship. Don't trust anybody exploring trying to do some stuff and there are aliens uh, you know everywhere coming out after you uh it's again it's it's, it's a bigger and probably one of the more complicated and bigger and it's got quite a high barrier to do entry it's complicated i think it's got a high barrier to entry i think and the problem with it is yeah. it's not only got a high barrier to entry because of the nature of the game it's a deception style game so you're lying to your teammates there's that, that, that there's that, that there's that thing of it being like oh crap, I can't, optimally, I should be telling you to go and do that and over there, but A, I don't know what you're trying to do yourself, I don't know if that's actually what you're misplaying on purpose, but also B, I, that's not good, so it's, it's got that kind of thing of it being like, it makes information, very, there's a lot of private information, so it's harder to, it's harder to explain and to teach in terms of like... Yeah, they describe it as a semi-cop. Yeah, yeah, and semi-cop, semi-cop is sometimes the hardest to teach, because it's like, I want to help you, but also... 
I, I can't, but also you might not trust me. But it's also like it's also there's quite a bit of rules checking in it. It's, it is quite complicated. I say with a high barrier, but it's definitely worth it. It's really worth it. It's it say it captures that feeling of it. Once you start getting yeah. it, it's that also, feeling it's, of alien. It's funny, isn't it? Because the gameplay itself isn't complicated. Go around no. the rooms, to try not explore, to get killed, do some things, get home. But the actual what all the rooms, different rooms do, yes. and like what, how what happens if you see an alien, and yeah. etc. etc. Those processes are complicated, but the yes. actual gameplay narrative is, is not so much. Okay, in at number seven, we have Root. <laughs> so this is based on Alien as well. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's based on being brutal woodland critters who've gone it's a war. it's a war game it's a really brutal war game with a with a with a lovely woodland theme over the top of it yeah uh, and the thing i think we love about root is the asymmetric factions every faction is different plays differently and that i think is really cool really really cool yeah i think the other thing is, is, is i'm not really a war gamer but um something like root has made that so much more palatable to me the art and production value can make such a difference I feel personally if it's not like and also I think that because this is a war game but there's nothing like you don't go and pillage things and you don't go and you know there's no killing anyone like there's no well they do you kill them but it's, it's, you, you kill the animals yeah but they're just removed from the map aren't they? <laughs> there's, there's no like there's no graphic violence it's not violent it doesn't feel like a violent game no it's, it's abstract in the sense of my army wins the fight so you lose Three, three units sort of thing. And it, yeah, but it, even so, you say armies. I don't even think of them as armies. Cause just, you know, I think that's exactly flags. what it's trying to do, is that you don't think of them, but they are, which is that they are armies, but you don't see them as armies. Which yeah, I think is ex- exa- Exactly, which I think is how which is a testament to how the art and the design of the game works really well, is that you don't see it as... You know, you're pushing troops around a map, but you are pushing troops around a map, but yeah. it sees as, oh, I'm the moles, and I'm popping out of my little mole holes, and those sorts of things. them being cute... Um, creatures they also have really um, thematic kind of stories behind them so the moles for example they're like they're the duchy and they have all these different mole yeah. powers yeah yeah uh, the lizards are like a weird cult so it's yeah, like, the asymmetry really, is really um, great yeah yeah not but not only the fact they're asymmetric but the fact they're very highly characterized I think makes it feel again less like a war game and more like we're the moles and this is what's up yes which again I think is really clever really clever to to abstract that theme which can be an uninviting theme to be honest it can be really unwelcoming and inviting theme to make it more like this is fun yeah Yeah. okay number six we have got beautiful parks I think um, I was about to say our top ten is full of really beautiful games but it's actually not Um, no it's not but this is um, this is a beautiful game in our top ten. So Parks is a wonderful meditative game about walking um, through uh, the National Parks of America, um, which are beautifully illustrated by um, the... 50, is it 59 Park series? 50-something. It's an amount of parks. Yeah, it's a park series which has really, really gorgeous illustrations, and I think they're done by a variety of artists. So the experience of playing the game, not only is it underpinned by a great... Uh, great mechanics and really solid gameplay the art and the production is just second to none it really is stunning and i think that is always a joy to play especially i think when you have a game that is about observing or seeing the sights in the way that parks is i think when the art matches up with how um with the kind of gameplay in terms of like you're going to see something beautiful that feels like a really um 
feels really kind of like there feels like there's great synergy there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just just again another game of the beautiful presentation of a simple idea in terms of walking, point to point movement, but just beautiful presentation. You just you play through it just to see all the parks. Yeah. And I think that is again really powerful for a game to be like. I think this has been fantastic in gaming in the last sort of year, five years. Certainly since we started getting into the hobby, we saw a lot more of this. And it may well have already existed, but already existed. But just lifting things with 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 presentation and, and, and graphics and design. And I just think it's Parks is Parks is absolutely a beautiful game. We play we play regularly again. I think there's a theme here, particularly over I say over the last three years, definitely of games that are forty minutes ish to play being played a lot therefore you know raking their way up our list yes yes well they're saying that there are some there are some heavier but I think the heavier ones are because they're heavy ones we really like so they've stayed they stayed the course the heavy ones we've like less have drifted out or just we've not played them as much that is true yes we're we're definitely time um we're not as time rich I think as would allow us to be um Play games that last for a long period of time. Yes, agreed. You are, you are right. Uh, so, in at number five, top five now. Top five. Getting mental. Men, getting big. You know, we're probably, you, c- people can guess our top five, probably. Yeah. You could, can you guess the top five? Can I can guess top five. five. You have the list. Um, so, go on, tell us what's not number five. Number in number five, five is Seven Wonder Jewel. Um, a wonderful two player game that we mentioned earlier, um, and a sibling to Seven Wonders. Um, which is a two to seven player game. Yeah, two to seven, I think. Yeah, it might um, be three to seven actually. I don't, I don't know if it's two player um, at all, but I don't know. A much, a much higher player count game, and the, the uh, creators of Seven Wonders distilled the game into a two player experience, and it is one of the best two player games that we have ever played, and we continue. It's dedicated to, to two player, player yes, yeah, yes. We continue to enjoy playing. Um, and so in Seven Wonders Jewel, you and your opponent are building up civilizations, um, and you're trying to, you know, um, you're trying to uh, basically build the best civilization that will, uh, excuse you, Doggo, that will earn you the most points um, and ultimately victory. And you are uh, laying cards in a kind of pyramid-like shape to build your civilization. And there are other um, routes to victory as well. So you can also win a military victory um, by progressing on the military track, which is a kind of tug of war um, track between the two opponents, or by winning a science victory. And you have to draft science cards into your town to do that, um, into your civilization, should I say. Um, so there are a few routes to victory, but we rarely ever use the military or the science uh, routes, do we? we I don't do. think anyone's ever won the military or science victory yeah. before. I think you have to. Really I think you have to. You have to. Your opponent has to make a mistake to let that happen. I yeah. think. I think those two are more a case of you need to watch your opponent. Because yes. Because it's quite a siloed game, isn't it? Which we don't mind. Yeah, I think they help. I'd be very surprised if many people win via those means. I think they're there just to yeah, exactly. If you just if you just completely ignore what they're doing, you let someone take the. Then they actually they actually will will just suddenly. Appear here and win that and you'll be like oh crap I didn't yeah. mean that to happen you got any thoughts on Seven Wonders Jewel? Oh, excellent two player game one of the best um, and I think it's 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 a game it just it just it just plays so well so smoothly it does that it does the whole we're doing our own thing but we've got to pay attention to each other really I well that is, that's definitely something that's been a recurring theme over this whole 50 is that we favour games that we can get along with our own business 
but it still matters that we've got our eye on each other. Because even a game like Haven, which we spoke about earlier, which is a two-player game, you've still got to react and respond directly to what your opponent's doing. You've got to come combat them in whatever it is. Like you've got to go against them. Whereas in Seven Wonders Duel, you don't. You have to keep an eye on them and take a card that they might want occasionally. But that's it. There's yeah. no, like, I've got to send my armies to fight you or, or anything. Even the military thing. It's just who's got the most military numbers in their thing. It ticks up. It's not. There's no real, like, fighting Yes, yeah, interesting that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, in at number four, we've got the big TM, Terraforming Mars. The big TM, my favourite game of all time. Uh, it's a fantastic game. It's just, it's just so... I just love it so much. I get so much out of playing this game, building up your, you know, the, the, the developing Mars, building up your, 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 your kind of corporation, you building up your engine and things, you rack up things, and you, you, each round you kind of... Ex- towards the end when you're... When you're going crazy, making all this stuff and producing stuff and playing big, powerful cards. I just think it's fantastic. I think it's a really fantastic game. I've, I've said plenty about it over the years. I don't really say anything else. Uh, I agree. It is a great game. Um, it would be nice if it was prettier, you know? Yeah, um, I could I could, see, I could but, very much see them doing the, that. There is also a charm to the yeah. kind of... Um, the stock art almost, sort of style. Not even the stock art, but almost the industrial um, usefulness of the art. It kind of feels in keeping with something of this theme which is you're trying to terraform Mars and, and, and find a new place to live it is undeniable that the variation in the game makes it incredibly replayable, um, it's really satisfying to build up the combinations and to build your engine, sometimes I get a little bit um, peeved like if you for example live in your ter- best terraforming life, Mars life and you're like okay this time I'm going to pursue the Venus tag strategy and I'm going to get the most points doing this and I never ever ever play games like that I just live my you know I take it as it comes or just pooling along yeah. so I never strategise yeah, yeah. this is definitely a game that favours a strategizer's mindset which is you yeah. good for you but I always feel a bit like well that's selfish of you to have strategised and won the game <laughs> when I'm just you know just living your yeah, life. Sure. I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> oh, pets. Um, and that's my life in a nutshell. Uh, in at number three is Great Western Trail. Yeah, Great Western Trail, fantastic game. Yeah, so this... Deck builder meets point-to-point movement meets cows meets... Trains. Trains, location builder, town builder, work, building up a, a company. Loads of things. So many things going on. Meets trains. Yeah, exactly. And I can't wait to update our copy with a new edition. I can't wait to either. Because that's the one thing um, you say about this game as well, is that, yeah, it's absolutely passable. Absolutely passable. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's of, you know, it's just one of the things where it would be nice if it was... You know, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps it's a bit stronger. You know, just a bit, just a bit, just a bit stronger. But then you, you always, you don't know what the situation was when the game was being designed, how it was going to do, and it's obviously hard sometimes for a game when suddenly it becomes a probably a gangbusters seller, and it's you know that they may not have envisaged that. But it's a fantastic game. Yeah, and I think another one of those games where it's like we've got a few different mechanics um, running alongside each other, and they all knit together really nicely to create a very complete experience, something you have to keep your um, mind on a few different things at once and also have a keep your eye on your opponent as well. So there's plenty of things to be thinking about and um, to keep yourself entertained with. Okay, number two is Scythe. Scythe. Big old, big old Scythe. It is big old Scythe, isn't it? Um, and Scythe is another game that we acquired very early on. And we have played 
and enjoyed a whole bunch, a whole bunch, several times with lots of different groups of people. We've introduced it to people that haven't played games before, and they've enjoyed themselves. We hope uh, we've played it digitally, which we do with very few games. Yeah, um, we have bought the campaign version of this game, which we, we do with very few uh, games. Twice. <laughs> we will. I think we will finish it um, over the years. Yeah, like fifteen years. Um, and it's just one of those games where it's like this is my favourite area control game because if I play the Anna Wojcik, which is my preference, I can zoop around the map and have experiences rather than get into uh, fights. And so I love the fact that Scythe gives you the option to either pursue a combat strategy or not. I um, Yeah, I think that's the best thing about it. Again, you can coexist. Yeah. More players, less coexistence because there's more fighting needed to happen, but less players, particularly a two-player version, you can very much coexist and just kind of do your own thing. Yeah. And that's really great. And I love the characters. I love the, the presentation, art, the art. The yeah, yeah, everything the is fantastic. So cool. This is yeah. one of my favourite ways to do a larger game, where it's like it's a big game with wooden miniatures and then the like six minis yeah. that are the main characters, and so you have these really beautiful pieces mm. to represent your person uh, that you could have also had as a wooden miniature as a cardboard mm. standee. But it feels really special to it have does, that yeah. as a as a mini, especially that you have beautifully painted. Um, and that's another lovely thing yeah. as well. When you have games that you love and they have miniature components in them that you can paint make them, them your yeah, own and paint yeah. them. Um, and so they feel really special. Uh, the one highlight me- mechanism that I'm going to talk about inside is the playable with a double action. So, yes. Which I think is a really fun, um, satisfying mechanic for gamers who like to be as efficient as possible. So... In Scythe, you have a top row action, which you get to do regardless, and then a bottom row action where you have certain conditions you have to meet to be able to do that. And so hope the thing that you would hope to do is if you're choosing the top row action, you should be able to hopefully do the bottom row one to be the most efficient player, which I really enjoy mm. that. I don't think I've seen that um, no. elsewhere. No, I like that whole you have to do one thing to do the other. I think that's clever, very clever. Yeah. So, love that. So... Number one And it is... could only be... It could only be... What do you reckon it is, dog? Well, you reckon it's licking my hand, which is number one game for him, to be fair. <laughs> number one game is Everdell. The... Ooh, the everything version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that I think that is another thing to say. In some of the games that are in this list, they have expansions, and we don't necessarily like playing with them or insist playing with them Everdell we think is at its best with everything it's a big game with everything yeah don't get me wrong it's massive but it's fantastic it's beautifully designed beautifully art the art is incredible the 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 graphic design is incredible the the, but the gameplay is again if this had been a theme because you could have seen this being a different theme like Mm -hmm. a a, a, any other theme industrial age theme or regular village normal humans but the fact it's critters the fact it's got the beautifully designed critters and drawn critters as well but it's critters you're building up this this kind of like you know this this kind of like magical sort of semi magical like world sort of thing in terms of this, this charming sort of like undergrowth world and yeah, it's just fantastic. It's just, and it's the, the 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 work placement element of it that the, the you grow each turn. It, it it does a nice thing of balance in terms of that you all pretty much start in the same spot. So it's kind of like you and you grow at the same speed. So it's it's not a oh who's it's, there's not a sequence to do things in, which is which no. I think is really good about it as well. So often in work placement, it's it's the do you either get more workers or do you not get more workers is the, is the big decision of the game. Uh, and this one, because you will get them at the same time, you don't have to worry about that decision. That decision is taken away from you. So therefore, the seat, there's no sequence. It's kind of how do you want to approach it? What buildings do you want to build? How do you want to build them? What can you build? And I think that's what 
again for me is really really good about this game and makes it accessible as well yeah and another like so many of the um, games in our um, in the top 10 list has a distinct mechanic that is really I think unique in terms of like, I haven't seen it before and I haven't seen it since and makes the game memorable and exciting which is and it's another efficiency thing that you could play um, if you have a um, a building that you're playing you can then also play the critic that's associated with it for free rather than playing their cost which is again something that um, both you and I really enjoy when we play it. Yes I, I, I think that is a really cool mechanic because it's like it feels like you can chain for a long time yeah. being like right I've paid this post office now I can play the pigeon and it's like this is really cool I'm, I play three cards and it's turned into six cards and yeah, you feel yeah. really and then when you get a lucky top draw something comes out into the field you're like oh great I can take that for free and it's just like that sort of thing where it's like it just feels like you always feel like something's going on yeah but yeah number one so we've got amazing gameplay beautiful uh, narrative incredible art production value off the charts off the chain um graphic design is incredible um the expansions feel necessary and they add genuine value it kind of feels like whilst there are definitely games that you and i enjoy maybe there's some that we play uh, more than everdell on this list everdell is the number one in terms of it's doing all the things it's doing all the things uh and so that's that that is our top 50 games of all time or at least until next tuesday um and we'd love to know if your uh, list is similar to ours or if you have what's in your top spot or your top five. Uh, are there any that you thought that we would include that we didn't? Um, any surprises? Yeah, any surprises. We'd love to know your thoughts. As always, please do continue dropping into the inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, hello at uk. But I think people have listened for long enough now for you to give whatever your spoilers are. Oh yeah, spoilers. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot we were doing those. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. Should we? I don't know what you're about to talk well, about. Well, I would say we talk about what's coming next, maybe a little bit for us. So, so we're working the the news of the, which is probably comes as no surprise to anybody. We're working on the expansion content for Dog Park. We are. And there's a couple of things coming for Dog Park, which we're excited about. There's some some things that are similar, perhaps, to some of the content that we've already yeah. got out for Dog Park. There may be some more dogs. And there may be some, there may be some more dogs. Uh, just to set expectations, by the way, this isn't coming soon. This is coming, you know, not till probably 2023 in terms of being yeah. released. So just set, you're not thinking this is... But we may have news concrete news ish. soon, yes. And then there's a, there is a bigger box expansion that we're working on for dog park mm-hmm. which will be which will include lots of different things which we're excited about yeah. uh things that will change the game add to the game lots of things going on in that so that's that's going to come as well with it yeah so more playability maybe more players we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see um and some so, other things going yeah, on there some yeah some modular things so that could turn off turn on sort of thing for the game there's lots yeah. of things going to go into there but it's going to be a bigger box expansion and you'll see what it looks like hopefully probably in early 2022 yeah so stay tuned for that and the best place to get news of that is um, by signing up to our newsletter which you can uh, do at birdwoodgames.co.uk forward slash newsletter but that's that's that that is that say um, goodbye Doge just doing his regular huff um i do feel for people that listen with headphones in because it would just be he's very loud he's very loud um should we say another thank you thank you so much everybody for being here with us on this journey it's been it's been wild it's been crazy how many years has it been two years it's been um, a number of years 
Yeah, it's been it's been over two years. But thank you all so much. We genuinely so we love your messages, we love your questions, we love the, the, the conversations we've had. We appreciate all of you that have come to see it, check us out, to check Dog Park out as well. We, you know, it, it's it, it's been it's been it's been incredible. It's been it's been brilliant. Yeah, it has done, and um, we will be back. We will be back. There will be stuff, stuff coming. There'll yeah, stuff we don't know what it looks so... like yet, and we want to make sure we get it right. So yeah. we're not going to say anything yet. But... So this is not goodbye. It's just see you later. We're not getting on the boat just yet. Yeah, blue and sandwich. What's he like? <laughs> um, so, in the meantime, until we speak next, stay well, happy gaming. I hope you have loads of delicious meals lined up in your future and games that you win or enjoy, whichever um, is important to you. <laughs> um, and until then, uh, we'll be seeing you. We'll be seeing you. Goodbye. Goodbye. No conclusion. That's it. That's the final step. We don't do it. <laughs>